Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to another edition of Talkin' Jacks. My name is Alex Warren, and I am joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Ben Gosshorn, a.k.a. The Soccer Goose. What's going on on this fine Wednesday evening, Ben? Uh, not too much. Just uh, join the day for what it is. Glad it's a, a hump day, I guess you could say. Hump day! Uh, yeah. How are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, can't complain. Like I said, it's a pretty pretty nice day. Uh, not a whole lot to talk about on the independence front. Just kind of yeah. covering the latest defeat to at the hands of the Tampa Bay Rowdies, who uh, are not the old Tampa Bay Rowdies who can't play well on the road because they. I thought they played yeah. really well against us. Um, I thought the scoreline might have been a little bit flattering to them, though. I thought. We created enough chances to score more than one goal, I think. Uh, mm. and if, you, if you just look at the stats, I mean, we led in possession. Mm. We created 12 chances, had 14 shots, three big chances. So, I mean, that tells you right there we probably should score more than one goal. Uh, but then at the other on, at the other end, they, yeah. they created 16 chances. They had uh, two total shots more than us. So they had 16 shots and four big chances. So... You know, when you when you just kind of look at the the stats for what they were, it looks like more a lot more even game than what it maybe was to the eye, if that makes sense. Mm, uh, yeah. But you know, we I I was really proud of the the way the team fought to get that last goal. Uh, I thought that said a tremendous amount about the character of the players that we have on this year's team. Is that they didn't hang their heads when they went down three three zero. They uh, they fought back, they clawed, and even that last goal was, you know, it wasn't pretty, but they, they got the job done. So what you were at the game, what were kind of your uh, immediate thoughts in the aftermath of the, the final oh. result? See, it's really interesting because uh, being at the game, uh, whoa, I don't know, man. That game, I almost have a completely alternate opinion to you. Like, it just... It felt like we were being overpowered in, in every type of way. I, I don't want to say that we played a bad game, but, like, it really felt like the score could have been 5-0, 6-0 very easily. And, and, and like, I, once they put the third goal in, I thought it could have gotten really ugly really quickly. Um, it may have just been me interpreting the way the match was going, but I was... To put it simply, just kind of disappointed with the result. I mean, it we, we had a little bit different of a of, of a lineup and, and and formation as well, which um, wasn't too bad. It was it was curious, I'll say. Yeah. Um, I, I think Bokenegger and Alex did a pretty good job in the midfield. Um, it just it constantly felt like we were playing without a forward. Um, and it just—I can see what you mean there a little bit. Yeah, it just—it just felt disjointed at certain points, and I, I definitely would agree with that. I think the yeah. the three four two one or whatever you know whatever you want to call it, basically, the the fact that we had three defenders at the back, I think, ultimately led to all three goals, uh, because yeah. what 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 was clear is that Taku and Mansali were. Uh, whether it was a tactical decision or it was a personal decision by both of them, neither one of them were all that interested in tracking back and defending. Mm. Uh, and maybe that's due to the fact that we really needed to push forward and get a couple goals in this game and, and get a result. Uh, 
but it kind of left our center, our three center backs exposed a little bit out in wide areas. Hugh Roberts had to track wide on that uh, on that first goal, uh, and then the the second goal. I mean, was kind of a disaster. Uh, you had Enzo Martinez as the last defender, you know, with his hand in the air, not tracking uh, Tejada when. You know, it was it was his giveaway that ultimately, you know, gave Tampa Bay the ball back. But I felt like mm. there was enough time that passed to where Taku or Bocanegra or somebody should have kind of filled in that space uh, rather than Enzo, just because Enzo's not a defender. Uh, he's not yeah. ever asked to defend. He's frankly not very good at defending. Uh, but and, and as evidenced by. <laughs> the fact that he just let uh didn't check his shoulder until it was the Tejada was tapping the ball in um mm. but i you know on the whole i felt like i thought Boca Negra played pretty well i thought he looked yeah. like a promising player but i mean at this point it's i mean promising is probably too late unless it unless we're talking about next season uh when we went to the back four at the end of the game when um Clay Dimmick came on and made his debut. I thought we looked a little bit better, a little bit more comfortable. That's obviously the system we've been playing ever since Coach Jeffries came in. It's the first time he's used the back three uh, this season. So I think maybe there was either a bit of unfamiliarity with the system because his three-man system is probably a lot different than Jim McGinnis's three-man system was. Uh, and it's been, frankly, it's just been a while. So... I can yeah. see what you're saying though, like where you're saying like we we got overrun because the the all three goals kind of were not great defending, um, especially yeah. the, especially the first and second, and well really in the third too. All three goals were just not good defensive uh, plays for by us. Um, but I thought that we put ourselves in position to to score a couple goals. It's just that we didn't we didn't shore things up at the back. And, and quite frankly, like you were saying, I mean, the result was decided very early um, in the, in the yeah. second half. I felt like once they went 2-0 up, up very early in the second half that it was uh, pretty much done from there. Uh, yeah, but. it just, especially after the second goal win, and it just felt like the there was no energy, there was no... I mean, I think things kind of changed too once Herrera came on. Yeah, it, things it tend to change of, when he comes on, and that's yeah. that's the benefit of having him come to the bench. Is he's a mm-hmm. regardless of age and quality, like he's uh, just a high energy player. Yeah, I, I think it was once he came on, he he definitely added some some attacking difference up top. It just I don't know. It just it felt like in the midfield we were just. Not very good, and and Tampa's just a quality squad too. I mean, yeah, they are. They're a really good team. I like. Uh, I've I've said this a couple times. We've had to face some really top quality opponents here the last mm-hmm. down the stretch at home, uh, and then we're getting ready to face another one on the road. So yeah, I think going to, from playing number two in the in the conference to number one. So. Yeah, and then playing Nashville, who I think is yeah. at third now. We played them just a couple weeks ago, so. Yeah, uh, but but I can see, you know, what we, what we kind of talked about last week on the show was that there's 
there's a clear talent gap between us and some of the top sides in the Eastern Conference. And I think that was evident, again, on Saturday night. Mm. I mean, you had a you have a guy like Jan Ekra who's not even in the, the 18 for Tampa Bay who would probably immediately slot in and start for us. Uh, yeah. I, I think that says a lot about just kind of where we're at in terms of overall quality uh, as, a, as a whole. Because yeah. we have and some you, top players, just but just, that, we just don't like, have the that middle and bottom section yeah. to kind of fill out a, a strong roster. Yeah, it also just felt like, too, that there, the the chemistry isn't progressing, unfortunately. I think... I think that's another thing that, that was pretty evident is we, we seemed to lack creativity once we got in those opportunities and had those opportunities in front of the goal. Um, but yeah, just this, uh, I hate thinking about this match when I, when I try to remember it just cause it, it just, I, I think the biggest thing for me is it shows you that much, how big the gap is between, um, that top tier of the Eastern conference and where we are. And, and of course that's going to be kind of evident waste based on where we are in the standings, but yeah, it's just, it's disappointing to see a result like that at home uh, as well. I mean, I, I think there was a couple things here and there that weren't terrible. I mean, I think Brandon Miller had had that one save against Tejada. That was the breakaway that I thought was going to go in. I think I, uh, I'm so frustrated that Siaj came on and did what Siaj did. When he when he came on yeah. the pitch, I was like, "Oh, you got to be kidding me!" Because the last thing I wanted to see, and he just completely torched Teacoat. I mean, uh, which it was uh, seems to be a common thing that happens. Yeah, to be fair, it was just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just like. He, he almost he just put him on skates and it it's it's crazy to think that Seahaj I'd love to see in fact I'm I'm gonna try to pull this out because I'm really curious um, I'm amazed he's not consistently starting for a, a squad in the in the USL I think it's insanity to me but of course I'm probably a little biased but yeah I don't think he's played I'd much for know, them I don't think so I was surprised to see him on the bench because I don't think he's really yeah, he's played seven. He's he's played seven times, and he's got two goals. That's a decent return. He's probably are they all bench yeah. bench appearances or sub appearances? Um, I mean, probably. Let's see. He started once, um, but every other time he's just made the appearance. I want. I'll bet you his goals per minute is insane. Um, yeah, ninety five. He's scoring a goal every 95 minutes. But, yeah, it's just it's, – it's crazy to think that a club like uh, Tampa has him just sitting on the bench for when they need him. Like, it's – it shows you the talent level. And they've had injuries too. I mean, they've, they haven't had Ekra for, I think, a, a large portion of the second half of the season just due to injury. So it's – craziness to put it simply but kind of just the way it is i mean tampa's a, a high quality squad and unfortunately that was made very evident on uh on saturday night yep uh i think that kind of wraps up just the conversation around that game 
Uh, you want to move to yeah. our listener questions and then maybe talk a little bit about the Red Bulls before we go? Yeah, and what something this is completely um, off the cuff and <laughs> or whatever, but I, I forgot we did we could talk about the the Q and A with uh, McPhillamy that I was there for. Oh and, yeah, so I had, I had forgotten that happened. So what? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, give us kind of the the debriefing on what was asked and if you got any new information for us, then please share. Yeah, I mean there, there wasn't anything I guess. Maybe concrete. I mean, there, there's a couple major points that I'll that I'll mention here. I mean that the the ground break, breaking for Memorial is going to be the 20th of September. Um, so next week, I think that's right. Uh, what's today is the 11th, so that's kind of a week and a half away. Week and a half away. Um, but yeah, week and a half away. It'll start, and then uh, Jim had said that it's a seventeen month. I'm gonna pull up my tweet just so I make sure I get this right. Pretty sure it was a seventeen month construction time. Um, so the estimated, um, God, I should have had this ready. Um, the estimated time of completion um, is gonna be. I think it was. February 28th, um, it was February 28th of 2021, which is good for a lot of reasons. I mean, the, I think the main reason that that's kind of exciting is that even if it is pushed back a couple months, we'll, we'll just have to start on the, the road the beginning of the season. So it won't be a middle of the season type of thing with the, that we did with the sportsplex. Well, uh, you're assuming that it gets finished on time. Yeah, well, I mean, if there, what I'm saying is, if there's a couple months delays, it won't be a like a loud in situation where they're pushing it back and pushing it back. But of course, that could happen. Yeah, I just, I mean, having lived in Charlotte for most of my life, and no, I know I don't live there now, but I, I can all but guarantee that that project will not be finished on time because projects in Charlotte that are government and city run are never finished on time. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, there's a there's a good chance that the the that it's not done until the end of the season that that year, twenty twenty one. Like, there's yeah. a high high percentage chance uh, that that's the case. Yeah, I think I I'm probably way too optimistic, but hopefully we'll have it for twenty twenty one. That would be fantastic. I hope so too. I just have zero faith in. <laughs> In, in that timeline <laughs> yeah um but uh but yeah that's those are the major news as far as memorial goes and things like that it's interesting because he did mention that they are going to be putting forth a bid for a uh, uh, nwsl club uh, being professional women's soccer of course um they're going to be putting in a bid towards the end of the month um and then They've already got branding locked up, which I thought was pretty interesting. It's something. The only hint he gave us is that it was. It's something similar to the independence. Um, hmm. So I don't know what James Jack's wife is, but maybe it's that. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's not Lady Independence. That was my next question. I was like, it's not Lady Independence, right? Because that would be not great. That would be a bad look. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so it's not that. Luckily. Um, but yeah, I think that'll be pretty curious if that'll happen. I mean, it, he told me that, or he said, I don't, he didn't tell me, he told everybody. Um, <laughs> this is an exclusive like Talking Jacks interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <right. laughs> 
just happened to be a bunch of other people in the room. They they crashed it. And they were very rude, especially Jason. But uh, but yeah, um, yeah, it was pretty entertaining. It was it was a good time. Um, the other things of note that I remember um, is that Jeffries is on a three year contract. Now the only thing I was wondering on that, and I didn't ask, of course, because I forgot to. But I'm wondering if that's a three-year contract for the GM role or if that'll be a three-year contract in general as the coach. Um, but I did ask him if there's interest to, to bring in somebody else as a GM role, and I, it, it kind of sounded like that's going to be something they're going to have to figure out in the in the offseason to see if uh, Jeffries does want to put on uh, wear both of those hats next right. year. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. And then, he did mention too. I think he said Enzo's on a five-year contract, which I de- definitely didn't know that was a thing. But that's interesting because I feel like when they yeah. released the uh, the announcement, I feel like they said he was on a three-year contract. I thought I so could too. be misremembering that, but I I could have yeah. swore that we were Maybe like, oh, they expensive. usually don't announce that that he signed to like well, how many years. But yeah, uh, if it's five years, that's that's impressive. Yeah, and I think. Even more so, he mentioned that there's a couple different players that are on the multi-year contracts. I think um, that's good. I think I think that's yeah. a that's a good thing to have. I hope I hope Hugh Roberts is one of those players. I hope you know we 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 really need to establish a a little bit more continuity in terms of squad yeah. because a little bit of core. Yeah, a core. That's a good thing to good way to put it because I mean, yes, we need to. Imp- we, we we definitely need to improve our squad from a talent perspective, but I think mm. something you said, like the chemistry, I mean, the chemistry with this squad seems really good in terms of like locker room. Uh, in ter- like they all seem like they're, they get along really well. They seem like they're having a lot of fun. Um, but on the field, the chemistry is not always there. Uh, I can't remember who it was now, but I, there was Taku and somebody else were not on the same page at one point And, they were, uh, I can't, I can't remember who was it that was getting fresh. I think it was Taku was like screaming at somebody because they didn't play the pass when he wanted it and, or something like that, you know, little things mm. like that, that have kind of popped up, um, more and more as the season's gone on. I think just cause players have been shuffling in and out of different positions, different, uh, different, you know, attacking roles that kind of thing. I think there's been a lot. That's something we need to establish a little bit better next mm. season. Uh, which kind of yeah, stinks absolutely. that we're talking about next season with like six games to play, but yeah, uh, it just kind of is how it how it is now yeah, with the way the season's gone. The situation we're in. But yeah, I think it was a, a pretty positive um, time. I think there was a little over a dozen people there, which wasn't bad. I mean, it was a. It was a a five thirty meeting time on a game day, so I mean, not a terrible turnout, I would say. Um, but yeah, it was it was a a good informative talk. But I think we've got some listener questions too. Yep, we do. We have uh, first one comes from Jason, the aforementioned Jason, and it's uh, referring to the culture collection. And I've been instructed to not let you go longer than ten minutes on this. Uh, but it's uh, the question is just why. I I don't know. I, what, I mean, I think I've kind of mentioned what I, I mean, not on the podcast, of course. But what do you think that about the designs so far? The only one I like is Charleston. 
so far of the ones i've really? seen okay I, like yeah i don't to me yeah. the ottawa one the ottawa one is just is is okay mm-hmm. i feel like the this is going to sound a little bit mean but the i don't understand the trend uh the design trend of like make the ugliest thing most outlandish thing possible in like that's going to be cool. I don't like I, I don't really yeah. get that. And I know that like the Charleston one is a little ugly, but it's like it's got a little bit of charm to it as well and I feel like yeah. It, it's I, not like, like I would wear that. I, you busy, know. I don't think. The pocket's a little weird. I hope thing is not that a pocket. Yeah, the pocket and the collar is a little odd, but like the, yeah. just the overall like rainbow I see what they're going for with that. Um yeah. but the rest of them are just like that one is the toned down one of the ones that we've seen so far, you know, like, yeah, I think some of these other ones are like, just so ugly and it's ugly when I on purpose. Saw the Indy 11, like teaser video. I was like, Oh, that looks pretty cool. Like it's got the little, the number on the back is really cool with the, the wings. Um, except it makes it hard. Like if it were a different, if you were like number, I don't know. It make to me, it makes the, the one look like a seven because yeah, that, like that could you, be a problem. When you draw, like some people, I, me, I, when I do my sevens, I put the little line in the middle. Mm, uh, okay. But that's near the yeah, end there, I guess. I don't know. It's just, like, I I appreciate them trying, and I couldn't do any better. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like I could design something half as decent as that, but... They just all look like they threw way too many things together. It's just and... like it's. I, I just don't. I think it's the trend. It's the the ugly on purpose trend, and uh. it's just like I don't get it. So maybe I'm old. Um, <laughs> you know, the at the at the rich old like, age of twenty six, I'm annoying. just old. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I just hope ours isn't terrible. But I'm kind of. I, I, I'm 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 really looking forward to the. I think there's a voting process and certain yeah whatever gets the I most votes is going to get made into a kit. But I'm that's the part the that doesn't make sense like. to me. <laughs> like, yeah, like I don't know why they're doing all these things. I thought there was honestly like five of them and they're going to make five, like they did with the supporter week shirts or something. I don't even remember what happened with those. They but quietly yeah. got released. I think uh, I saw some of them. They were really 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 basic. Like, yeah. It looked like a T-shirt you could buy at, you know, a, just a plain T-shirt you could buy at Walmart with just a small emblem on like the the, the corner of the or yeah. wherever you where where the crest goes on like a normal soccer jersey, and that that was like the only element. So mm. yeah, it just kind of feels like they threw it together at the last minute and put way too many things and on one kit. But what do I know? I know. I like the concept of it. Yeah, uh, and like somebody on Twitter made the point, like that they like also like the content, the not the content, the idea of the content. But like, mm-hmm. maybe it would be a little more effective if you hired a local artist. I think is what it said. Yeah, uh, and I saw that. And maybe I, like, just that like makes so much more sense to me. Yeah, and like maybe just told them, like, do a cool jersey, but like, it doesn't have to be ugly on purpose. You can like make something mm-hmm. that. <laughs> people would want to wear because i feel like the majority of those nobody wants to wear them they're just which is i guess why they're not actually making them to sell except for the one that yeah. wins um i mean i don't know I just, I, it just seems like a weird that that part like, of it just yeah. seems weird like hey let's design a bunch yeah. of jerseys that aren't going to be worn 
ever for any reason. Um, it'd be much cooler if it was like, this jersey is, we're going to make a hundred of them for every team and they're going to be auctioned or sold or you know whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would almost love to them to do it next year where they combine this with supporters week and have, let supporters design kits and have them made and or something to that effect. But yeah, I like, I mean, so, I like some of the ideas that have come out of the, you know, USL HQ this year. I think they just <laughs> could use a little bit more execution, uh, a little better uh, fleshing out of the ideas. Yeah. That's a, a good way of putting it. All right. Uh, next question comes from our buddy Matt, a.k.a. Bo Round and Round. And it was in response to the news that Joel Johnson is out for the season with a uh, stress fracture on his foot, I believe. Or, or maybe it's just a broken foot. Um, mm. he's, he's seen in a walking boot here with some crutches. So and he, he just announced that the season's done. Um, and he just asked, how much will Joel's injury affect the remainder of the season? And I think it's just going to – it's either going to give Clay Dimmick a chance to get some tape um, because he he put in – he put he had a couple of uh, nice moments in his brief time on the field against Tampa. He put in a really decent cross, I thought, um, Yeah. at one point. So – Either he's going to get the starting nod or, or Taku is going to continue to start either in a back three or a back four. Uh, but personally, I, I think I'd rather see Dimmick get a run out. Just let him see what we can do. I mean, at this point, we don't have anything to lose. So yeah, you know, let the kid play. Let, let him, like I said, get some tape out there for other teams or for next season. Like, if, you know, if we consider bringing him back, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting because I wonder if it's going to not necessarily force us, but I wonder if it's going to have us switch to that three back, three in the back formation for the remainder of the season. Yeah, that's um, a, that's definitely an option. Which be opposed to. Um, I think Taku was pretty serviceable as a right back, outside wing back, whatever you want to uh, term it as. I think, um, I think you're right. I think he's a little bit better when he's playing out wide. I think... Yeah, it helps. Um, he's a little slow on the ball, especially when he's turning with the ball in the middle of the field. So like when he's if he's in the middle of the field trying to, you know, receive a pass from the goalkeeper or from one of the center backs and then he has to turn under pressure and, and then play a pass. He's not great at that. That's not a, that's not a good skill set for him. But but when he yeah. can when he's out wide and he has, you know, the, the field in front of him and he can see the defenders and see the attacking options, he's a little bit better. He's a little bit quicker and more decisive. I mean, he had those two assists. Um, I forget which game that was, but he was Loudon. I think you're right. Or he—he yeah, he was like man of the match. Did he have all three assists in that game? I don't know. He was—he was, he was yeah. man of the match according to Fat Mob in that game. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that that position definitely fits him better. Uh, I just would personally like to see Dimmick get a shot because we yeah we, true we signed him. We made a big deal about signing him because uh, he's—he's been training with us since preseason, I believe. Um, and we yeah, made, a, we made a big deal to, that, that we signed him to a first-team contract. It's just that we haven't given him a chance to, to play. So I'd like to see him kind of take those minutes rather than see Taku personally uh, play out there. Yeah, I think it – I definitely agree with you there too. I think it would be nice to see Dimmick get some more time. That's one of the, I guess, uh, nice things that did come from uh, that Rowdy's match is that we did get to see him on the pitch. And I, I think at times he did look – 
um, uh, maybe not out of touch or, but maybe not the best, but I, I mean, that's not terribly crazy considering the situation and, and, and whatnot. He looked pretty comfortable getting forward, which I was nice to, was glad to see. So, yeah. All right. Next question is also from Matt and he asks, who's been the best addition to the squad this season? This one I had, it's, it's tough to yeah, it decide is tough. on this one because there's been, it's hard to pinpoint who's really been a standout as far as new players go. I mean, I'm assuming we can't necessarily go with Enzo cause he's not new, even though he's a new signing this year in some respect. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost want to go with with Dom, but because he is our leading goal scorer, which still seems weird to see or to say, um, considering it, it feel it really feels like it's been. Well, I guess it was Loudon the last time he may have scored, um, but it does feel like it's been just a really an up and down season for him. It I has feel like, been, and not out, not really his fault necessarily. I think he's. Um, he he's been in the a tough position given the coaching changes and and whatnot. Um, I really have to. I really have to say Hugh. I yeah, mean, I think he's, I, I would agree with that. He's been a stalwart on the back. Um, I was looking at some stats, and he's he's top six in the league in clearances, and he's what is he? Yeah, third in the East with 121 clearances all year which is pretty darn good, all things considered. I mean, I think he's he's really been I, – I still – no matter how much we've struggled on the defensive side, I think he's really been a, um, a solid addition this year. I mean, I think he's brought to the table what I thought he would as far as being a tall, decisive, mm-hmm. uh, vocal at, at some points to uh, center back. Because, I mean, there's – numerous times where he's the man winning the ball in the air um, on set pieces or just knocking out crosses and things like that. Um, and he's very mobile too, which I think is really important um, for what Jeffries wants to do. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd have to go with, with Hugh. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I think the re the, the knock on Odero is just that he hasn't been able to do it the whole season. Um, I believe he had five goals when the coaching change was made, and he's only scored two since Jeffries has been the head coach. Uh, And that's been since, I believe that happened in May, or was it June? May or June. So he's had several opportunities, um, but his just effectiveness has waned as the season's gone on. Um, And maybe you're right. There's probably, you know, a, a player like him, He's not going to be creating a lot of goals for himself. Uh, he's more he's more of a poacher. He's more of a guy who's mm. just going to be on the end of things. Uh, and when the chances aren't really being created for you, uh, when the service isn't great, that's probably going to be a knock on, have a knock on effect of limiting your effectiveness as a, as a player like him. But I would, like you said, I think Hugh's been pretty consistent throughout the season. Uh, I would I would say he's our best defender, uh, best central defender at least. Uh, mm. And then. You know, just I, I, there's just something about him that I really like as a player. He's got this tenacity about him, uh, and and kind of a 
I don't know, just something about his attitude I really gravitate towards. Uh, you can just it kind of shows through whether you're watching on TV, whether you're watching in the stadium. Uh, he he just you can tell he's a, he's he's got kind of a natural leadership um, about him that I really enjoy watching. So hopefully he'll stick around. Hopefully he's one of those guys that's signed to a multi-year contract like we were talking about earlier. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think that sums up that question. Let me go to the next one. This one I I don't understand. I asked Jason about it. All he said was that I need to take the SAT again. Um, it's Taku Central Mid is Seinfeld, and then Taku right back is Friends. I think is what he's trying to say. So not really a question. Yeah, I don't know what that has to do with the SAT. I thought I think what he's trying to say, and I well I know what he's trying to say. I'll I'll, I'll admit this. He's wrong. But well, he's he's right in some respect. But he flip flopped the shows. What he's trying to say is that Taco as a center mid is not very good, but Taco as a right back is pretty good. But what happens when you think that both shows are trash? So, like <laughs> Taco center midfielder is Seinfeld. Oh, okay, that sucks. And then Taco <laughs> right back is Friends. Oh, that also sucks because that that's how I read it. And then. <laughs> I was confused, and then I asked him about it, and he was like, "You haven't taken the SAT in a while, have you?" or something like that. So, I yeah, I didn't. I was really confused with that <laughs> back and forth too. So you weren't alone. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's maybe it's like a perception thing. Like, what? What? How does this make you feel? I don't know. It makes me angry, Jason, to answer your question. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's. Like I said earlier, I don't think Taka was that bad of a right back. I mean, I think he's it's probably been his – I think that was the position we thought he was going to play all year. So Right. That You're right about that. I think it's about time that he's kind of uh, settled into that uh, position. And, and I think, too, the, the players that we've brought in as the season's progressed, I don't think he – well, I don't think he has a role there anymore in the center. <laughs> Let me put it that way. I think Bocanegra is – considerably better than him and i think he's gotten better as time has gone on and i think ang king has been pretty solid too and of course kivon is kivon so yeah yeah and kivon should be back well i I wouldn't say should be i don't know when he wrapped up his time with uh trinidad and tobago Um, and the game this week is on a friday uh, so that kind of cuts cuts it close in terms of getting him back fit for for 90 minutes so he might we might see him on the bench uh honestly or maybe not even make the trip uh, just because we're, you know, you don't want to risk his health for a what is essentially a meaningless game at this point. I feel uh, like he played on like a Tuesday or something with Trinidad and Tobago, didn't he? Well, that was just yesterday. So if if he was, I don't know where they played, uh, but if they, you know, if he's back, if he gets back to Charlotte today, which is Wednesday, that only gives him one training session uh, with the team, maybe two if he get, you know, I doubt he get back, got back early enough to participate in training today. Um, but we'll see. You never know. Some of these guys yeah. they want to they want to get out there and play. Uh, we saw him. We saw him return last minute in one of the games uh, and make an appearance off the bench. Two, so is that the one that he scored when he came on the bench? Yes, that was the game. This was, yeah. Very early in the season. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a that was a fun season. that was a fun game. Regardless of the result, <laughs> that game was a lot of fun. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully we get some of those, you know, down the stretch here. Just you know, forget the result. Just hopefully we can have some fun watching. Maybe they'll relax a little bit now that the pressure's off. Uh, I, although we, you know, I, we're probably not mathematically eliminated yet. Uh, but 
yeah, we're all we're all but that. mathematically eliminated at this point. So maybe yeah. they should just tell themselves they're mathematically eliminated, and they can just relax and and you know, go, kick around with their friends. Maybe that should be the approach. There you go. I think that's a solid enough idea. It does look like he played on Monday. I don't know how much he played, but I know okay. he started for them. Um, that's all I've got. That's not very helpful, but that's that's the information I have. Okay. Well, that does it for this today's episode. Uh, hope you all have a great rest of your week, and we'll uh, see some of you on Friday at Jack's house. And if not, we'll see you at the next home game, which I don't know when it is. Maybe two weeks from now. Not totally sure. Don't have the schedule in front of me. But we'll talk to you all later, and come on, you Jacks. Ooh.